What up, everyone? I'm Stevon Lamar, and this is my beautiful wife, Britt Tashay. And we want to welcome you to the Stevon and, and Britt Unfiltered, Unfiltered Podcast. Podcast. And we want you to know we're not experts, but we share our unfiltered experiences in life, love, and everything in between. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on any podcast platforms. So check out the show notes for everything you need for this episode of the podcast. Hey, everybody. What's up? <laughs> Welcome back to the Stevon and Britt Unfiltered podcast. podcast. And today it's season one, episode two. Two, two, We're excited. Two. And, you know, I want to take a pause real quick because... When you are starting a podcast, you really don't know what all goes into it. You don't. And <laughs> we are learning a lot, y'all, yes. from the tech side of things. It's a lot. It's complicated. And there are some resources out there, but everybody's not talking about all the different hurdles that you're going to come across. And All tech is not treated equally. No. <laughs> and I feel like there needs to be, maybe we're the people that should create the resources out there in YouTube, you know, on how to start the podcast because um, point A to point Z. <laughs> yes. And I mean, there are videos out there, but you, you never know what type of issues you're going to come across. Mm-hmm. We've come across video. We come across audio, audio issues. And so we are learning, but we're here. We're not quitting. We're not backing up. <laughs> we're doing this because we really, truly feel like um, this is a part of our purpose yeah. i guess you can say to show um life in a more authentic unfiltered way unfiltered way yeah. i love that yep so let's get into it enough of the soliloquy but i wanted <laughs> to keep it real since it is unfiltered everything that you see has not been easy but we are here we're going to show up so these yeah. are real smiles though <laughs> yeah yeah we're happy about it though so let's get into it um welcome back if you are coming back and if this is your first time listening thank you so much yeah for checking out the podcast and today um we're kind of bridging off of what we talked about in episode one so if you yep. missed that go back and take a listen uh we talked about if we knew then what well, we, we know, know now. now um lessons in getting married young because we got married yeah young then and now <laughs> no, no that's not the lyrics babe it's here and now <laughs> here here and now i mean it can work <laughs> remix <laughs> he's always getting lyrics wrong by the way so. uh, blame it on my dad yeah, we don't, we'll talk about that story yeah, that's, another day. Yeah, that's another story for another day but it's hilarious but anyway so uh the first podcast we talked about our own personal journeys and Things that we wish we would have dealt with individually in our own personal journeys before we got married. And so we talked about our own personal brokenness that um, we wish that we, you know, just kind of maybe did therapy or actually addressed it because we uncovered those things together. And so we had to walk through those things together. And when you're young, it's Mm. probably not the best recipe. Especially before 25. (laughs) No that full, full frontal, frontal lobe, lobe is not. Mm. So I would I would just drop a pin here for anybody that's listening without their full frontal lobe. Just always get advice. Yeah, because you're doing it, but your your thinking mechanism is not fully working. It's correctly. not all the way there. <laughs> it's not developed yet. So we did that for five years, basically. Five years married. Yep, trying to figure it out. Young and, and married. We got married at nineteen and twenty. If you didn't know, yes. And you would know that if you heard episode one. But anyways. Well, check it out. <laughs> so, yeah, we, um, you know, we talked about that, talked about our own brokenness, how we navigated through that um, together. And we've been committed to the journey of walking through different things. We've healed from a lot of those things. And yeah. we are just committed to our marriage, committed to one another to continue to walk through things yeah. that may come up here and there. Because we recognize that we all have brokenness and yeah. we all should be on a journey to wholeness. Um, but we'll get to that in a little <laughs> bit. But I wanted to kind of segue into our first segment, which is Sips, Sips tea. tea. Yes, Sips Tea. So if you don't know, Sips Tea is all about trending topics, cultural relevance. Yes, pop culture. Yeah. Hot topics. What's going on right now in the world today. Yes. So we thought it would be fitting to talk about 
Kim and Kanye's divorce. Kim Ye. Kim Ye. Well, now just Kim and, and Ye. Yeah. It's so sad because for those of you who don't know, we are fans. Yeah. We're, we're fans, supporters. Yeah. Of a lot of the good things they've done. So mm-hmm. of of Kanye, we've always been fans of him. Yeah. And um, we've been fans of keeping up with the Kardashians and watching their family just kind of, um, I guess, hand claps to their hustle. Yeah. You know, doing it as a family. Yeah, trying to do it together. Yeah. You know? I mean, me and Brittany are big family people, so mm-hmm. that's what we connect to. It's just a family yeah. um, and how they stick together. Yeah, and So for sure. it's just sad to see this part of the family um, be broken up and yeah i know it it's not easy on both sides so yeah for sure and so we're not here to pick at their story or their marriage we recognize like i said earlier that everyone has brokenness but there are lessons that can be learned in everyone's story yeah. that's why we read books and everything Seriously. right it's so we can learn from everyone's experiences and um just kind of take from that different things that we can apply to our own journey. Yeah, I mean, it's not to throw shade. It's more so to, yeah. you know, bring highlight or shine some light on some of the things they did well. Absolutely. Um, some of the things that was tough. Yeah. Uh, that they actually allowed us to peek into their lives. And yeah. so, you know, we thank them for allowing us to see. You know, we can yeah. judge from the outside, but they literally put our their lives on display. Yeah. And so we get a chance to see how we can be better. Um, in some ways uh, from the things they struggle with, but Mm -hmm. also from some of the things they were successful in as well. Yeah, absolutely. They lived unfiltered through their, through the reality show. And then also for those of you who may not know or haven't seen it, if you live under a rock somewhere, I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) but Kanye uh, released his documentary genius Genius on Netflix. It was fire. It was so good. If you're creative, man, you need to go back and watch that. Yeah, it'll literally spark something un- yeah. inside of you. I mean, if you if you need that extra spark, and mm-hmm. a lot of times creators we need that. Uh, yes. Sometimes we have con- concepts and ideas that come, and then sometimes we get discouraged and we feel melancholy sometimes yeah. and have those up and ups and downs. And yeah. so it takes a little inspiration. And so absolutely seeing that man, that thing definitely pushed me. Mm-hmm. I know it did for Brit as well. And I think it's, it helps to push us past like when we have moments of tech <laughs> issues, like right. with our own, whether it be YouTube or right. whether it be the podcast It's like, man, Kanye fought through literally being rejected and all different. I don't want to tell because spoilers, yeah, right? Like, so please watch it. But even like, him being smart enough to document yeah. at the time, like we're all we're always documenting the highlights. Right, this dude was high, like documenting the the tough days when yeah. the like, when you get a chance, you'll see it. Like people yeah. just passing them up and stuff like that. And so we don't want never really want to show our low light. Right, exactly. The that's struggle. Like if we show you media. the lights that's in this room that we're right. using to light this room, you'd be like, what? Mm-hmm. But we're trying to do our very best with our, with our start. And um, I think that's the beauty. You yeah, know? It's the exactly. Beginning, exactly. You know? That's awesome. So in I want us to kind of show lessons learned from observing both um both of their bodies of work that they put out there of showing and displaying their lives. Yeah. Kim through keeping up and Kanye. Now we're getting to see much more behind the scenes that he's been very private about his, you know, right. private life mm-hmm. as you should be, if that's what you choose to do. Right. But there are lessons that I feel like we can glean from, from yeah. both of their lives. So I'll start with Kim. Um, I noticed just through the thread of watching the show, that Kim is in love with love. She loves being in relationships. She rarely takes a pause yeah. uh, just to deal with self in yeah. between breakups. Like we've seen it through different patterns, rather it was with Reggie Bush, then jumping to Miles Austin right. and from Miles Austin straight into a marriage with Kim, uh, Chris Humphreys. Right. And then following that, there was not a long break between Chris and Kanye. Yeah. And, you know, here we are. And so I feel like the pattern that I'm seeing there is just if Kim would have taken time for self in between each relationship and just um, processing. You have to process each breakup, examine what happened. And a lot of times you have to look at self and take, you know, ownership. Yeah. What could I have done better? What, what did I contribute to the fallout and the breakup, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think if she would have taken a little time to heal, 
that yeah. would have been very beneficial to her being able to move forward into another relationship mm-hmm. and just deal with self. We don't look at self enough and get to like really give self care enough. Right. And I think those pauses in between relationships are so essential because mm-hmm. you've been with someone, you've been lock and stepping your life with another person. Mm-hmm. And now you in between a breakup. You get to take that time to be just about self and, you know, like take yourself out, go hang out with your girls or just sit at home and like chill self-care day, process the breakup, process the emotions. It's a lot of emotions that go through relationships, Yeah, relationships, especially into a breakup. And now we're seeing the same pattern continue. She's not even divorced yet. And she's already entering into a new relationship with the name that she'll remain unnamed. (laughs) Yeah, that same Guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, especially now with the kids involved, they have four beautiful children. Yes, they do. And, you know, it, it could be just a pause to do things as a mommy, you know, mm-hmm. just take some time back, some space back of not having to um, support and be there for another person. Right. Just take time for you and be there for you and deal with you and Mm -hmm. then support your kids well. Walk them through the process because now they have to now walk through a process of divorce and their parents splitting as well. So you want to be, you know, not distracted with another relationship or situation or how you can be there for that person when you should first deal with self, be there for self, and then now your kids as well. So that's that's something that I kind of picked up on, and it's no judgment to Kim, but I think that if it was me in her situation, I would definitely have taken some time. Yeah, time is essential to Mm -hmm. healing, right? Yeah. Uh, Me me personally, I I think that was great, babe, Um, you being able to see that and identify that. Um, and it's always easy to identify others. Right, I mean, we're exactly. still, you know, like I just said, we're using them as a, as an exhibit and or a tool to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, uh, when I when I looked at Kanye's genius, um, one thing that was for sure is like our guesstimation <laughs> about his mom being yeah. very influential was very correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't just like she was influential in his ideas and his concepts and all those things. It was really about uh, his identity yeah. uh, for me, and so. I think one of the things I would say that I noticed from Kanye um, from that whole doc, if you look at it, um, that genius is that he was always trying to prove himself. Yeah. Um, And I think inside of proving ourselves, we're always looking for approval. Mm. Right. And so, yeah, he was like looking for approval at the same time. His genius was he knew he was right about himself. Yeah. But we could not negate his uh, correction in knowing who he was Mm -hmm. and him being able to prove himself. Without Donda, right? Without his mom, yeah. Miss Donda, she. I mean, you watch it. The first, first uh, part of the trilogy, um, you see this one statement she says to him, and it's just so powerful. And I won't tell you because you need to watch it. <laughs> uh, seriously, it was yeah. so powerful. I can't even repeat it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see what it did to him when she said it. Mm-hmm. Like it I literally think I know the giant thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know it? Yeah, I think can you say it correctly. <laughs> no, I don't want to mess it up. Just watch it. <laughs> yeah, just watch it. But I mean, it was it was crazy because it could almost look like it sparked the the yay that we know now. Yeah. Um. And so for me, he didn't have to fight to prove himself to his mom. Right. You get what I'm saying? And yeah. so he could ask her an unfiltered question like we're doing right now. And yeah. she would give him an unfiltered answer. And based on their relationship and their trust, she was able, he was able to go from there. And I think that's a lot of times what we're doing in our lives. A lot of people are trying to prove themselves. Yeah. And what happens is we don't improve ourselves. Yeah. And so what happens if we change from like trying to prove ourselves to improving ourselves? How much better could we truly be? And I think the part that's important is having people around you. We're talking about all relationships, right? Yeah. He would not be that at his very best without his mom. His, his his parental relationship, his relationship from mom to son, and that's why he was so genius, right? And now mm-hmm. it got it has to be tough to not have mom there um, to, you know, ask for approval or uh, just ask for certain things to confirm certain things for him that he yeah. knows he doesn't have to worry about. Is she going to judge him? Is it for money? Is it for this? Is it for the label? Is it all the other people that he's involved with? They're always looking at all those different things when mom just was like so proud of him yeah and she was so amazed by what he did mm-hmm. like she knew and then she wasn't she wasn't surprised by it right those things you will see in the genius you'll see it in the doc and so with others it's like 
you know, when he says certain things like, I am a God, people started getting all crazy mm-hmm. with it. It's reassuring that who he is, not necessarily that he's a God or whatever. He probably, <laughs> Kanye would probably say, yes, I am. But I mean, the reform <laughs> Kanye, as we are going through a journey, I think he was re, uh, reminding himself mm-hmm. of like the genius, reminding himself of this this uh, enormous size of who he is mm-hmm. so that he can bring the very best to the world that we all glean from let's be honest his gym shoes don't just sit on the rack right <laughs> they they sell and they do well his music right. is not just streaming every now and then it, it's going it's sold out it's biggest streams ever right? right you know album tip album he's still doing well somebody is listening to him right as much as people are saying they don't like him or they dislike him or they hate a lot of people are looking at some of the things he's doing and saying how can i do the same thing mm-hmm. whether that's with their business with their uh, company organization um, church, it doesn't matter. Everybody's literally influenced by what he's done. And so I think that's crazy just when you think about it from the standpoint of mom hasn't even been here mm-hmm. in the last decade, honestly, right. to help him imagine if Donda was here. Right. So, so oh, that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, like, him proving himself has been the thing that I've noticed um, that he had to, he's still learning to navigate. Yeah. And I think the overall grief grief process for him mm-hmm. has was the main thing that I felt like was undealt with. Right. Even if you go and watch the documentary, um, Cootie, his friend who was actually filming him throughout Shout the years. Yeah. He actually talks about how he took maybe a week off once his mother passed and jumped right back into traveling shows, recording, right. doing all the things. Mm-hmm. And he did not give himself time to really fully grieve. And and let me make it clear that grief is a process and you will not get over it overnight. There's nope. no way he would not get over the loss of his mother ever. You know, it's a journey that you take forever. Yeah, I really believe Seriously. that. I think the best way to say it, because we've had our story and we'll share it in one of these podcasts yeah. later. Uh, but if you know us and know some of our story. From our YouTube channel. <laughs> right. So you can go and check it, check it out there. Yeah. Um, but we've dealt with loss. And so, mm-hmm. we, and, and everybody probably has um, at some point. But for us, you have these things where people make you feel like you have to get past certain things. Yeah. Um, as if as if, as if it is like getting in a car driving past a certain area mm-hmm. um, but and it is a part of that it is a journey but I believe it's unto forever yeah not like we arrive we right. never arrive outside of grief I think yeah. we arrive in a better place from grief but yeah. we don't like that thing that you lose mm-hmm. for us you know it was tough uh, for for Kanye it was his mom for us it was children right yeah and so with that being said we have to think about that every time a date comes up yeah a birthday. Uh, same thing for Kanye. And so, or even a space, a place. When I was here, I had this yeah, feeling memories. when he was there with his mom, right? Why do you think his album, Donda, has his mom's house on it? Yeah. Right? It reminds him of where he was and reminds him where he was going to go. And mm-hmm. so, you can't just go back to the, that old house or that old place or whatever you're facing where you had loss and forget about it. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Or where you had brokenness, since we're talking about brokenness, and say, yeah. oh, okay, it's cool. I'm good. I'm better. If you are doing that, you're also creating a facade, which is a mirage. Yeah. And we do it so well yeah, we do. in the church mm. that it stinks, man. And it's kind of like what happens is I've talked to several people and so we, we haven't even got we, there yet. We think we are doing it well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I mean by we're doing it so well, we're actually more broken than we think. Mm. And so we're like, oh, man, I'm good. I'm moving on. Whether you go to a church where you shout over it mm-hmm. or you go to a church where they say go get counseling. It doesn't right. matter. Right. Both parties, you need to do both. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you need to scream. Sometimes you need yeah. to shout and dance. Sometimes you need to sit down with a counselor. But at the end of the day, when you get done doing all of that, that pain's still there. Absolutely. And so it's more so about progressively growing. Mm-hmm. How are you moving forward daily versus yeah. that moment and seeing how you can be better yeah. um, when you deal with loss or brokenness? Absolutely. And I think that obviously any loss at that magnitude, it, it will break you. you oh, know? yeah, for sure. And so there's already brokenness that he had experienced. I know on the documentary, he talks a little bit about porn. <laughs> you know, right, yeah. we're unfiltered here, guys. Yeah. Um, so that's probably something that he didn't deal with, you yeah, know, I, obviously. And I'm going to drop a industry. pin here because that's the part I thought was so dope. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like super like, oh, I want to tell my church friends to watch it. And then mm-hmm. they start thinking about me differently. And it's like. No, he's actually being more real than most of us are yeah, yeah. and dealing with his brokenness or just, hey, at the end of the day, sometimes you're not even dealing with it. You're just exposing it. Yeah. At least he shared it. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's the start, mm-hmm. which we will talk about more and he, here. And he probably at that point wasn't at a space where he thought.
thought that was wrong at right. all. Clearly. You know, no. um, and you know, it's all a journey. That's the point. It's right. a journey to wholeness. It's a journey through brokenness to mm-hmm. wholeness. You know, yeah. and so I feel like what I'm saying is that. Um, on his way to wholeness, he discovered like there were already things that was broken. Obviously, mm-hmm. we all have our own broken things. But then the loss of his mother, really, like that was yeah. a whole different level of breaking. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like going through the proper steps and process of grief is so vital and essential to us arriving to wholeness and a better place in our mental health. Yeah. And I think that. Oh, one thing for sure, he his wife never met his mother. Right. He didn't get married until after he lost right. his mother. So he didn't process that and he mm-hmm. didn't deal with that probably in the healthiest way possible. Yeah. And so then he had breakdowns and mental things that happened and she probably wasn't equipped to be able to walk with him through that. Right. You know, so it's like if he my point in saying all of this is that if they both would have dealt dealt with these issues, mm-hmm. then maybe, just possibly, the marriage could have lasted. Yeah. Um, you know, eternally forever, which is what the hope of marriage right. is, right? Yes. Um, or just longer. It, and and a lot of people try to throw shade at them. Oh, it lasted longer than what I thought it would, you know, because right, they exactly. lasted seven years, I think. But it's like, why do we always put negative thoughts on people's, you know, experience yeah. of what we think just based off of what we know, even us knowing all of these elements at right. play before they even got married. Right. I, it's not my place to say, oh, they probably won't make it past, you know, right, one right. year, five years. Like, no, like I'm hoping the best for you know their journey even now like you said yeah. we still hope there's there's a hope yeah. a chance that they could even work it out yeah. I'm, I'm still believing <laughs> like, i'm rooting for them right you know? even <laughs> though we know like it's looking like it's over but nah, yeah i'm not giving up <laughs> i got a, a rudy in my spirit oh my you know? gosh he's you know, so rudy, it was it was never over for rudy churchy you know? for no reason <laughs> that's gonna be another podcast <laughs> no but yeah that's pretty much what we wanted to talk about and once again we're not judging kim or kanye we are just observing life lessons right and thanks to them for displaying their life for us to see and we display our lives on our youtube channel where we hope that people can gain something from our experiences and that's the way we believe that life should be done especially as christians because a lot of times we put on the like you talked about earlier the facade and we see the perfect perfect side of people and pastors and leaders but we don't really get to see them walk through things it's like they are up here and then something happens and they fall and we're like wait a minute but i thought everything was so great right right? we'll talk about that in another podcast (laughs) but we think that living your life vulnerably and upfront through sharing your journey on youtube or whatever your outlet is it helps people to see oh i can get through it as well if Mm -hmm. they walk through and navigated that i can navigate through my my situation as well i don't have to give up or quit um and maybe even learn something from us yeah i mean that's the scripture says like a a city on a hill can't be hidden right you don't light a lamp and hide it under Mm -hmm. a bushel or hide it under shade and a lot of us been shading our lives and wondering why people can't see light yeah you know and light doesn't always have to be perfect right like we have to show some of the things we face that are tough um, to help people get through it, right? Mm-hmm. I love David. I love Abraham and all those good guys. You can go through the Bible and see all these great guys, but what happens if the young men in my neighborhood see me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, David is a good story and all these other guys, but like I said, they see me in real time. Yeah. And so we are getting a chance to see Kim and Kanye in real time and how they process and go through and get through and so we want to be able to use that as a light. And that's what the sip tea segment is about. It's trying to like highlight some stuff and some stuff won't be crazy. Some stuff like, just oh gonna my be gosh, you know, <laughs> but for this, but this one, I perfect. think this is very appropriate yeah. for this particular topic Absolutely. today. So with that being said, let's wrap up this segment, go right into our next segment, yes. <laughs> which is pillow, pillow talk. talk. You gotta whisper it, baby. Pillow talk. Pillow talk. <laughs> it's where you know most times you're more intimate and you yeah. um, share more intimate things it's more relaxed you're more laid back yeah. and uh, we want to have a conversation about that today yes yeah, so all um, our pillow talk is all about brokenness it's how brokenness affects you, you and, and your, your relationships. relationships 
And so Plural. let's let's go ahead and get right into it. I want to first open this up with a quote that I read yeah. and thought it would be cool to read. Um, so the quote says, sometimes we can overlook our spouse's story if we don't have a broader understanding of brokenness. Mm. I go so far to say that if we only look to simple solutions will miss some opportunities to truly care for our spouse holistically. Mm -hmm. So what this means to me is understanding and dealing with your own brokenness helps you to become whole, which also allows you to become a better partner, better spouse holistically. Right. And so um, I want to jump with that thought right into our first question, which is what's an example of brokenness that you had to deal with to make you better or make you a better spouse for me? I think uh, for me, it would probably be um, not relying on you for approval. Mm. And I mean, it's not just you, it's just in general, right? Like we mirror a lot of things in our marriage that we struggle with in general, right? Mm-hmm. So if I deal, if I struggle with that in, in my personal life, I'm going to struggle with it in my marriage. Mm-hmm. And so for me early on, I mean, I've, you know, like I said, I've done a lot of things. I'm creative. I can design, I can rap, I can write, I preach, I, you know, do a lot of things mm-hmm. um, that, you know, requires approval. Or sometimes it doesn't require approval, but you'll hear about it uh, later based on people's feeling about it or whatever. And yeah. so a lot of times you do need some type of opportunity to share with someone before you share it to the masses. Yeah. And, um, you know, like talking about, yeah, I was watching Genius and he has all these different guys in the studio listening to different things and he likes it and he thinks this works. So he's looking for approval as well. Um, so I, I and we all kind of do that, you know, mm-hmm. just like, you're like, what do you think about this dress, babe? You know, we all do that. Um, but when you begin to go from wanting it to needing it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I started to notice early on, like I needed it. And mm. it's okay if I want it, but to need it, it's not right. Right. And so I put you in a, a bad place essentially because that was not realistic. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was putting you in a tough place for that. And so what happened was every time I needed approval, I'm waiting for your approval. I'm not doing what I know how to do without you. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with like certain things we may need uh, question. I'm not even just talking about design and you know my ability to do different things. I'm talking about a grocery list or maybe mm-hmm. a gift or whatever. It's like just do it, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, on that journey, I would catch myself second guessing myself, mm-hmm. right, and needing that approval all the time, and it wasn't healthy for us. Mm-hmm. And so is when I had to figure out. Like I talk about this, I preached about this maybe two years ago. Um, to a group of college students, you mm-hmm. know, saying I used to. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and not to say that I don't ask for my wife's approval, not to say that I don't need it at times. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is like needing it all 100 percent of the time wasn't healthy. And so now, like the other day, I had a nice shirt on ironing and, you know, you telling me <laughs> I don't like that shirt. It don't really go. I'm like, huh, this island shirt going to be popping today. He's you know looking what I'm like an island boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I wore it and I, mean, I got compliments. But if I didn't get compliments, it didn't matter to me because I yeah. know I have confidence in myself and I know um, I, I don't need approval on everything. Yeah. Um, but if I, I don't mind if you give it to me, mm-hmm. you know, and that was that was helpful in my approach and the you know journey of us being married, been married for 15 years and mm-hmm. clearly just to help anybody else. Out there 15 years this year 15 years this year and counting right mm-hmm. and so i think you know just to help you out there like it's okay to you know want it but don't rely on it mm-hmm. because at the end of the yeah. day it's unhealthy yeah but you know hearing you talk about that it ties me back to your love language which number two for you <laughs> is um words of affirmation yes totally and so it's crazy how you know, really, I feel like that's what you feel like you need. Right. You know, it is a need for you. Yeah, that's true. Because it's something that shows you that you are being loved yeah. the way you need to be loved. Yeah. But I do agree that if you are relying on it, it can become unhealthy for you. Right. It's not realistic. Yeah. Because every time, like I literally have to, his number one love language is physical touch. And yeah. then second is words of affirmation. And yeah. so I have to like remind myself, like I don't mind touching him and being <laughs> hugged up and all that stuff, but I have to remind myself like, Oh yeah. Like 
say something like you look nice today i like how you put that together or baby did such a great job like especially in marriage you can get so um used to correcting in a Mm, sense and saying the adjustments that need to be made like for instance making this podcast (laughs) he has a very tech side but this is all new and so just as much as i may say hey babe did you look up this or you know did you research that and i leave all the tech side to him well when you actually figure something out and you conquer it then i have to go just as much as i've said oh did you do this or make a (laughs) suggestion i have to say babe that you did such a good job with that yeah you know i appreciate you staying up late fixing this editing that i appreciate you i see you yeah you know and so it's not so much that you rely on it but it is a need for you yeah i mean i think even you saying right there it made me feel a little good inside just now <laughs> um and it's it's my thing is we get into a culture where i don't need nobody right mm-hmm. and and i get it you know you gotta sometimes you gotta be at, at yourself because you gotta tell yourself that because it ain't always be nobody somebody there is pe- people that grew up with, without fathers mm-hmm. there's people that don't have you know spouses or, or a, sec- a significant other helping them raise kids yeah and they're doing an amazing job um like my sisters out there shout out to bria mm-hmm. and uh bond um, but i think at the end of the day you also you still need people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so hearing that and knowing that you have someone by your side and they got your back. And like I said, it's more about the relying on it. Mm-hmm. Like me needing it is not necessarily totally unhealthy, but me relying on it right. all the time. It's right. not right. And so the other part is knowing how a person's wired. So right. you know that. And like you asked me the other day, babe, like, do I do I give you enough words right. of affirmation? I was like, I started thinking like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think so. And then, you know, you start saying, okay. And I seen you like, a couple of days later, start saying something to me. And I literally was like, do you really think so? I'm smiling from ear to ear yeah. because literally that's how I was, I guess, raised. And I think that's a part of it, too. Like yeah. my mom and my dad spoken to me very early. Mm-hmm. And I think it developed an appreciation for it. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Like, like that appreciation for like, wow, that's needed. Like I yeah. would do something at the house. I'm not just talking about at school or something in mm-hmm. the community. They're like, good job, son. I would rearrange the, the living room. That's the creative side of me. Yeah. And I was hoping I didn't get in trouble one time. I did that at my mom's house. And she was like, boy, you better be glad I like it. Because you was going to get a whooping or something. <laughs> right. But it was like that right there was approval. It was mm-hmm. it was that, that love and saying, I affirm you, son. Like, good job. You know? Yeah. And so it was developed very early. Absolutely. And that means that for me, I have to be even more intentional about giving that to you, you know, which is what when I asked you that and you noticed it, I've been trying to work on it more and more and being more intentional about it. But, you know, I don't have a reminder set in my phone. (laughs) Give Steven a compliment today, (laughs) but I'm trying to be more aware you yeah. know, and and be more intentional about how I can give that love to you because I want you to be loved in the way that you need to be yeah. loved and not in the way that I think you need to be loved, yeah. you know, or how I want to be loved, you know? Yeah. So I get it. I get what you're saying. So, I mean, before we go to this question with you, I'm going to ask you this real fast just for them. Like, what's your love language? I'm pretty sure the first one's quality time, mm-hmm. right? And acts of kindness or acts of service. I kind of feel like... Acts of service and gifts are kind of like borderline similar, the same. The same. Yeah, that's true. So I kind of. But then again, a gift could be like me bringing something home, but like acts of service could be me rubbing your feet. And you that's love that. true. And <laughs> another thing, people that have gifts as a top love language get like a lot of flack or whatever. But people don't realize that people who have gifts in their top love languages also like to give gifts yeah. and like want to give to others as well. Yeah. We usually but, give back what we get, what we like to receive. Right. Exactly. So my top love language is quality time. QT. Obviously. (laughs) QT for the QT. Like this podcast is like amazing because we get to sit in the room and talk and it's intentional, you know. And so, um, but to answer the question about an example of brokenness that I had to deal with was my uh, past with um, relationships that dealt with cheating and all of that and so it like i talked about it in the last podcast i had to i think it gave me the wrong eyes the wrong Mm -hmm. visual to see others through each relationship and when it came to you you know i think there were certain times where i had the side eye yeah at you because i didn't know 
you fully yet, didn't know your intentions yet, yeah. you know, all of those things. And then I also know what I have been through in the past. Yeah, that makes sense. And so um, it gave me those lenses that I wish I would have dealt with that, you know, that brokenness of um, trust being broken. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that in our next podcast is all about yeah. trust. So, yeah, stay tuned for that one. But, yeah, if I would have dealt with that um, a little bit better, I think that we would have went through things a little differently at the beginning of establishing our foundation. Um, And also just different things that did come up in the, like in the going on and moving forward into our relationship, into our marriage, you know, just trust building and all of those things. So yeah, that's the brokenness that I had to deal with to become better. And it's, it's been a journey. I'm so much better now than I was at the beginning, Yeah, but it's been a journey for sure. I mean, you said lenses, I think lenses are important. They can either limit you or they can expand you. So it's not necessarily totally Mm -hmm. bad, right? um, but it's, it's, it's the perspective though that you have through those lenses. For sure. Right. Yeah. So with that, I want to ask you, well, first, we're talking all about brokenness. And that made me go back to pretty much this is how my brain works. You know, for those who don't know, I like to like look into the words and really understand because a lot of times we really just talk about things. We don't really fully have a full understanding, you know. And so, excuse me. So I wanted to look up the word brokenness and what it meant. Yeah. So I have the definition here. (laughs) (laughs) So brokenness means a condition in which something is badly damaged and unable to continue or work correctly. Mm. So this brought up the whole reason that this whole entire podcast, this idea behind brokenness was kind of spawned from. It was this thought that Stevan and I were talking about in private, just having a conversation, (laughs) trying to navigate through this thought that we've heard so many times through the years, and I'm sure you've heard it. And it's this statement. It's even been a book. And I'm sure it's been a couple sermons or two, (laughs) but it's this statement that says broken crayons still Still color. color, Right. And we were talking about this and I told Steven, I was like, you know, yeah, broken crayons do still color, but is that the best experience? Is that the best coloring experience that a person can have? You know, not when I was, you know teenager or, right or i would or say a kid a kid you're in kindergarten yeah. and broke a crayon terrible <laughs> like i just for me i want to take it to a practical like super practical place and i just remember trying to color with broken crayons and it was not it wasn't popping Nah, it wasn't <laughs> like you can't even color right like the whole vibe of like coloring the lines and yeah. then shading yeah all the little things that are important in it's color. not it's not it it's not messes it. the experience up. It know? messes it up. And so what I find is that if we take this in a practical sense, when you literally have a broken crayon, you try to do all of the manipulation and all of the things possible <laughs> to make it, you know, uh, usable yeah. and feel somewhat like what it did when it was in its original state mm-hmm. right the the correct functioning state right and so we'll peel the paper back and like <laughs> try to color on the edge or like break it off a little bit so it's like a little corner like a little sharp uh piece on the on the corner or we might turn it turn it around and color from the the back end of the right. crayon and you it's flat halfway with you color halfway on one <laughs> you side like all contorted and adjust <laughs> trying to color you know and it's like Man, that's exactly what we do in our actual lives with brokenness. We try to adjust. We try to, you know, um, make it fit, make it work, make it be something that it's not in order to yeah, manipulate in order for it to seem as if it's whole, as if we're whole, as if you're dealing with the um, entirety of who I am as right. a person and not trying to deal with those cracks, the brokenness and the things that need to be dealt with. Yeah. It's like, you know, like you ever had a car accident or the car gets a little damaged and like the one says damaged cars still drive. <laughs> like they do, <laughs> right. but they, right. they have a little issue. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you ever had the power steering go out? Yes. It's harder to turn. It's harder right. to do everything. Like, and so at, with that being said, one of the key things I think about this statement is like two things is uh broken crayon, still color. Like one, the keyword is still mm-hmm. like it does 
actually still do what it's supposed to do, mm-hmm. but it doesn't not necessarily as, color correctly. Not at its best ability. Right. Like, like, is it coloring correctly? Right. Like, no, it's an incorrect opportunity to use the crayon, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, this is what we do with our brokenness. It's like, yeah, can I still, I, I'm still alive. I'm still here. <laughs> I didn't give right. up, you know, right. the whole Antoine Fisher. Mm-hmm. I'm still standing. I'm still strong. Right. You know? It's like, you are, but you broke at home, boy. Mm-hmm. Like, did you, did you actually pause and really work? on that brokenness. I love right. that movie. I didn't even plan to talk about that, but like mm-hmm. when you think about it, Denzel who plays the, his like lieutenant or whatever, mm-hmm. he he walks him through a process of being healed and talking to his mom and all the things he avoided. Yeah. And he went to the army to prove that he was something. Mm-hmm. And we are doing a lot of us are doing that. We're proving ourselves to all these different things, but we're not yeah. dealing with the thing that we're really struggling with mm-hmm. and we're really battling because a lot of times our brokenness is tied to our battle. Mm-hmm. Like what are you battling with and battling through? Yeah. Like I love what Kanye said uh, a couple years ago when everybody's like, he's going crazy. He's doing this. Right. It's like, man, yeah, he's always been going crazy. If you really <laughs> think about it. Like it's pretty much a normal state. And when I say that, I'm not saying that in a, in a, in a disrespectful way. What I'm saying is to get to genius, you have to become crazy because everybody's doing the mundane thing, media, mediocre, just doing the same thing. And mm-hmm. someone has to change the narrative challenge they have to shift it, yeah. and challenge the status quo yeah. and Ye's always been that guy and whenever you change status quo or go against the grain of the normalcy of what everybody's doing you automatically get cra- caught crazy until it happens right now he's a billionaire and the craziness talk has shifted a little bit it's still there mm-hmm. but it's shifted and it's because of this craziness that those things have happened and come to pass but he said this one line when he's been interviewed by, by, by Charlotte, Charlamagne I believe he said something like I didn't break down I broke through yeah and, you know, a lot of people say, yeah, that was good. That's a good word to say. But no, legit, I think it takes breaking down to break through. Mm. A lot of times we don't want to get to break down. Right. That's right. why we never get to break through. Right. And a lot of us, especially in the church, we're like dancing and shouting and running around the issue. Right. Versus saying, yo, this stinks. Yeah. It sucks. Yep. I'm pissed. Got to deal I with it. I believe for these this many years, I've been praying for this. Mm-hmm. I done tried all these different things and it still ain't working. Right. Right. You get to that place, that's where breakdown is happening, yeah. and now breakthrough is about to happen. Yep. But we don't want to get to that place because that means that we like that means that we don't look like Christ or we don't look like the we're, we're all together. Right. Like that's where breakthrough happens is right. when we actually see brokenness and actually allow ourselves to deal with it mm-hmm. and not run away from it. The color, the crayon is not coloring. Yeah. When you get to that place, and you're like, okay, it's coloring, but it's not coloring correctly. Right. Right. Now we can go somewhere from here. Yeah. And it's also about the experience part. I want to want to kind of key in on that word because it's not just the experience that you're having mm-hmm. alone is with yourself. It's also the experience that others are having with you. <laughs> right. You know, you think that you're masking it, you think that you're hiding it, manipulating it. Fake but it till you make it. People can feel it or see it. Yep. Some people, most people. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want anybody to get that false perception of me you know like and i'm not saying walk around woe is me broken obviously (laughs) you know but it's dealing with it it's it's being vulnerable it's being open you know it's it's not just trying to navigate through it and keep the brokenness how can i arrive at wholeness so that actually kind of segues into um something else i kind of want to talk about which we're going to get into wholeness but real quick i have a quick question actually Mm. um would you or do you think that you should date someone that is broken? I mean, because I, th- I know the Christian side of us wants to be like, oh, everybody deserves a chance and everybody mm-hmm. deserves love and all of this and that. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, a dating relationship is different than like a ministry situation. <laughs> you know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Like we don't want it. We're not giving up on people right. that are broken. We want to minister to them and, and see Christ bring them to a place of wholeness and walk yeah. them through the journey. But actually dating and trying to develop a serious relationship with someone that, you know, is broken. Do you advise that? More so than worrying about if someone else is broken, it's more so worrying about are you whole? Mm -hmm. I think worrying about our brokenness prior to getting with someone is helpful. Yeah. Like, I don't know, because we always talk about finding the right one and is that the right one? Like, honestly, are you the right one? Like, are you the one preparing yourself to be whole for another person? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. a lot of times, like, even here in the church, people be like, I ain't coming to God until I get it together. Like, what? You're never <laughs> going to get together if you don't come to God. Right. Like, to be honest. And I just, not just God, but anything. Like, it's like, it's like saying, I'm never going to work out until I get it together. You got to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You got to get a personal trainer. Right. Like, like sometimes right. it's going to, that's where the getting it together happens. But a lot of times I think we're like, we won't say that about dating sometimes, though. Mm-hmm. We'll like put ourselves in position because we want to be loved or we want to give some love to somebody else, like you mentioned earlier about Kim. And it's like, what happens if you pull back and see like some of your cracks, some of your brokenness, and say, okay, mm-hmm. how can I? Okay, which ones? Like, I see five, six things that not just I see, but everybody else keeps mentioning mm-hmm. to me. How can I fix some of these? Mm-hmm. If it's just two this summer, mm-hmm. maybe it ain't a hot girl summer, but it's you working <laughs> on your on your brokenness and not right. your body. That's true. You feel me? Like, what happens if you do that and you make yourself better for people in general, not just a person you may date, but like, I don't know if you know this, sometimes people don't want to be around you. Mm-hmm. Like, your energy is so off, right? Like, mm-hmm. I love what Big Sean says, energy is the first language yeah. that I speak. Yep. Like, and it's true, it's the first language that we we hear, feel before anybody opens their mouth. Do you ever yeah. see somebody walk into a room and tear up the whole mood? Yes. Because they energy off? Yep. But I've also been in rooms, including myself, and I would change the, the room just because I'm excited and I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. You know? And, and sometimes I've been a part of the room where I messed it up. So I ain't going to front like I'm all <laughs> right, perfect. Exactly. I'm just saying, we all been there. But my thing is, what happens if you work on you, boo boo? Mm-hmm. Like, what if you do that this summer? Yeah. You know? And you work on two of the five things you may not get all five but two you're like i got these two that other five other three gonna take some counseling some deep healing but i think if you two work of on, the five things are you talking about i'm saying i said what if you have five things that you're struggling oh, with? oh okay okay you're tracking yeah. with me yeah. so it's like if you work on two for yourself yeah. there's still three left but right. at least you worked on two you yeah, ain't struggling yeah. with the with five you know what and I'm that, saying? that reminds me of the if we go back to the crayon analogy is when we um when they came out with the crayon box with the sharpener mm, on yeah, it yeah that was lit <laughs> yeah like that made, it wasn't, I ain't gonna lie that made the experience better right and it was no more <laughs> manipulation of the crayon or, or trying to find a new one mm, mm. that's something too uh, trying to it's replace good. the broken person with another new or replace the brokenness in you with something new no mm-hmm. but anyway we ain't trying mm. to preach um, that's a good one <laughs> but when they came out with the sharpener on the crayon box yeah. it literally changed the game and that that kind of speaks mm. to what you're saying yeah. of dealing with self going in doing the work sharpening those areas correcting those areas that are broken doing the work for yourself to come mm. out as this whole you know being yeah. and so um that, that makes me think of the scripture where it says iron sharpens right, iron and exactly. brings continence to a friend mm-hmm. which that part of continence is talking about your emotion your mood like some of your moods are messed up some of your like the way you move, your 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 emotions are tore up, mm-hmm. and it's you can feel it, you can see it. People are feeling in different relationships, and they'd be mm-hmm. like, you don't know. Sometimes they'd be saying, I don't want her around, I don't want him around, <laughs> right? Because they always mess up the mood. You know what I'm saying? Right. But what happens is you begin to sharpen yourself around the right friendships and the mm-hmm. right people, and maybe your circle ain't the circle. Mm-hmm. Maybe they used to be a circle. But they may be a cage, like Dipsy Hustle talked about. And so mm-hmm. you have to pull yourself out of certain circles. Maybe it was good for when you was a teenager or when you was in college. But right now, where you want to go, they can't go with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so that sharpening helps you to be better. Yeah. And that's what made it so cool about the sharpeners. Because like now, I don't have to stop coloring. Right, right. I could just deal with it. Right. I'm like, we good. We can go ahead and sharpen this thing back mm-hmm. and we'll keep it going. Yeah, you know yeah, that's good. And I think that what you're saying is true. Deal with your, and we're going to get into that, the wholeness because you can't point out someone else's brokenness before you deal haven't dealt with your own yep you know you have to deal with your own brokenness first before you can see it in someone else and try to help them navigate through theirs and i don't advise that honestly (laughs) i don't advise you trying to help someone else through their brokenness (laughs) you know let's start within first i'm I'm here for him though i'm Mm -hmm. trying to make it work for him like he needs somebody (laughs) because and that's what we we're always trying to fix somebody and or or guys do too i'm talking about girls but like you know she needed somebody at new savior mentality Mm -hmm. and it's like homeboy you need to be saved too right <laughs> what, whose song is that don't save huh J. she don't want to be saved right <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously because you go trying to J. save Cole. them somewhere where they don't want to be saved and now you hurt you know because exactly. you wasted time or whatever but i just you're right we do need to deal with the brokenness inside of ourselves before we try to help others and you know
know, it's different when you marry a person and you married into their brokenness that was undealt with. Maybe you are ignorant to dealing with these things or going through a process of wholeness Mm -hmm. like we were. And you got married and there were broken things that needed to be dealt with and fixed. And then it's your responsibility to walk through the journey with them. But if you're dating and you can help it. I, for me, I'm yeah. going to answer the question. <laughs> I would say, you know, if you notice that there are spaces in a person that they are not trying to deal with yeah. um, that that are broken, then I would caution just yield a little bit. You know, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's not a stop. It's just right. A, it's a pause. Yeah, exactly. And there's a um, there's something that I came across that was talking about uh, brokenness in relationships, which they were saying when you love someone that is broken. Sometimes their love can be used to fill those spaces Mm. um, or your love. Sorry. Sometimes your love can be used to fill those spaces where that brokenness lives. Like grout. Exactly. Like, exactly. Just like a vase that may have fallen and you got to use the super glue. You're the super glue now that's holding this person together. So if something happens or if your feelings change and Mm -hmm. you walk away, what that person's going to go back to being broken, probably going to hurt worse. So they have to. Or vice versa. Now, if you're the person that needs to grout or you're the mosaic that's, you know, being put together Mm -hmm. by by them being in place when they're not there, you can't be you can't put back function. together again exactly Humpty dumpty generation <laughs> right and so you have to be willing to deal with your own brokenness and they have to yeah. be willing to do the same and journey to wholeness so that we come to this situation in this relationship both whole that, that segues perfectly actually into what our next part of the conversation is first off as we're talking about that coming to the relationship both whole Mm -hmm. i feel like god kind of showed me this when we were we did the panel with the young people um a few (laughs) weeks back and uh with the youth and we were talking about relationships and all of that and god kind of put this in my spirit gonna be a little churchy for a second relationship goals (laughs) (laughs) but um i feel like we have the equation to relationships off Yeah, because my girl B, Beyonce, Queen (laughs) B, um, I love you. It's not a knock to you, but um, she even says it in our song. One plus one equals two. (laughs) No, I'm not going to sing. But one plus one equals two. And I feel like we have the equation off. We should look at relationships as one times one equals one. Mm. And that means that one whole person with times another whole person equals a whole relationship Mm, that's good so if we work on us being whole individually when we come together the relationship will be whole right you know and so i feel like that's something that um as a people just if we put that out there if we start dealing with self working on self then we can have long lasting relationships. We can have more holistic relationships as we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. And I want to bring this to, you know, our generation millennials because we're more aware of Mm -hmm. self care and mental health and all of those things. So if you continue to journey through life and you notice your brokenness and you start to deal with those places, it will make you a better spouse. It will make you a better partner and don't do it just for that. Do it for you. Number one, so that you can be, whole um but also when it comes time to have a partner or or, or spouse you will be in that place of wholeness that's right and and recognize that wholeness is not just um i guess it is a destination but it's a journey you know it's more a journey than destination right like you never you don't arrive you know there overnight it's Mm -mm. a it's a destination that you have to work to get towards um it's a journey and getting to wholeness i would say i love that work to get towards versus run to get towards yeah i think it's more so enjoying the scenic route mm-hmm. on the way to that journey. Yeah. You ever been on a trip? You're just like, I can't wait till we get to that place. I can't wait till we get to our destination. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you missed out on all the scenery that was around you. And what, what if that was a part of the healing? Yeah. What if that was a part of the healing as well? You're journeying, you're seeing 
different things grow and become and you or even unbecome because some things we have to unbecome to become yeah um, and whether it was the way we grew up how we were wired how we were treated some of us were spoiled some of us weren't so it's just like letting those things fall off that don't that don't need to be there for you to right. be better right and then some things you need to build up because sometimes you've been talked down to so now you don't have confidence or right. maybe you was talked up too much and you got too much confidence right. so it is it varies on both sides but more so it's just enjoying the scenery as you become better and i love the one times one equals two one multiple multiply one, one equals one. Well, one t- one multiplied by one equals one <laughs> yeah i said it the wrong way but <laughs> right which is what that's the problem we've been seeing it the wrong way but right. i love that even in the scripture you know it says that he said to be fruitful and multiply when mm-hmm. he's talking about marriage and right. so maybe multiplication it was his intention from the beginning it, from the beginning his intention was always the equation of multiplication right and so what happens if we come into this equation whole yeah. Right. Or at least working toward towards wholeness. Right. Mm-hmm. And then now both parties understand that we're working towards it. We're walking towards it. We're in, 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 in lockstep. Right. Yeah. And that's where you can start to see fullness in your relationship yeah. um, and not incompletion. And we want you to know that um, wholeness, like we said, it is a journey, but also you have everything inside of you to unlock wholeness. It's not found in someone Mm -hmm. else. It's not found in something else. It's already within you. You just have to unlock it. And and along the journey, you discover those ways to unlock more and more wholeness. And it's acceptance. Honestly, it's accepting all the parts of who you are. The good, the bad, the ugly, you know, the imperfect, everything. It all. Yeah, it's a process and it's self-acceptance and discovery. But you can't have like the acceptance without acknowledgement. Right. Mm, And so mm -hmm. the self-discovery is, whoa, they were right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or maybe, whoa, I didn't see this. Um, Right. Like we look in the mirror at ourselves a lot of times in the morning, getting ready, or sometimes we avoid them. That speaks to a lot of our situation. Right. Yeah. Uh, Whether you look at it too much or you avoid it at the end of the day, there's some flaws and some things we have to work on uh, to become better. And the more we walk past the mirror so we don't see it or the more we focus in on it in the mirror and still don't acknowledge it Mm -hmm. will cause us to not unlock the thing that's down inside of us. And so it starts with the, it starts with acknowledgement mm-hmm. and it and it continues with acceptance. And yeah. I think that's where the healing process will start to begin. Absolutely. And I know for some people, they're probably thinking, oh, my God, this sounds too good to be true. There's no <laughs> way because I've been dealing with this situation since I was a kid, right. since I was a little girl, a little boy. Like, right. there's no way that I can get over this. There's no way I can overcome this. I get it mm-hmm. because a lot of times, especially in church, we get, you know, told you just name it and claim it. You just speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. And, and even in manifesting and all of the things, you that know, new culture, age and right, this generation <laughs> is into, like we hear that. But then when it comes time to do it, it is not as easy. You know, they say easier said than done. Right. Right. But we want you to know that it is possible to uh, walk through wholeness or get to wholeness. Mm -hmm. It's just a process. And being aware at the beginning, having the proper expectation at the beginning is what's going to get you there. It's like when you go on a road trip and you know oh my god this is gonna take 10 hours like don't have the wrong expectation like oh yeah this is gonna be a piece of cake right like we thought it was gonna be a seven hour drive and we forgot that it was a different city (laughs) that we left from and it was actually 10 you know so you have to have the right expectation because if you go in thinking this is going to be a short journey quick destination Mm -hmm. you're going to be very discouraged in the process and want to quit you know but if you go in with the right expectation from the beginning this is a journey i'm not giving myself a time limit on when i'm going to get over this or when i'm going to be whole or when i'm going to be past this Mm -hmm. but really going into it thinking it's a journey and Mm -hmm. i'm going to arrive at wholeness but i'm going to keep doing the work to get there Right. And I mean, sometimes like when you're journeying or driving or going somewhere, you just got to take breaks sometimes. It's okay. It's okay to go to the gas station and get pit stops. And honestly, I would say this to you when it it comes to uh, brokenness. I would say if you do not break, you will break. Yeah. But we need to take breaks so we can essentially get to wholeness. Yeah. Right. Like I have to stop and break to fill up the gas tank, stop and break, get a snack to stay awake. What happens if we start to um, 
put it in our process and our plan to already a lot time for that. Yeah. Right. What if we're intentional for the breaks and then we can be better as we get to our destination and wholeness. Absolutely. So wholeness is defined as the quality of being or feeling complete and not divided or damaged. Mm. So that's a journey. That's a process to walk through those types of feelings. And like we said, take breaks, but recognize that you're on a journey to get to that state and to that place. Yes. So we want to have a few takeaways before we end today that we always want to give you something practical that you can walk away from our podcast with to put into practice that day, that week to help you get to where you need to be or where you want to be. So Let's do some takeaways. This is five ways of how to practically journey to wholeness. Mm -hmm. The first one is spend time uh, with yourself. Mm. By yourself does not mean alone. Just because you're spending time by yourself, it doesn't mean that you are alone. Right. That could be whether you're in a relationship or whether you are single and dating or whatever. Don't be afraid to just take yourself out to the restaurant or mm-hmm. to the movies and just be alone or be at home and watch Netflix by yourself. Don't have to mm-hmm. binge with somebody else, right. you know, like by yourself. Spending time with yourself is good for yourself. Right. I love that. And I would say learn to love self. Mm-hmm. Like number two. Number two is to learn to love self. And mm-hmm. I think one of the key parts of that, if we talked about earlier about love languages, and you can check it out, mm-hmm. the five love languages, so you can understand what it is. Um, it'll help you with the process of learning your love yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Right. And the thing about it is, if you don't know your own love language or learn how you want to be loved, how can you help someone Expe- else? And how love can you? you expect someone else to? Right. And especially <laughs> if you don't even know how to communicate it. Right, right. Right. And so I think that's important. So when you love and accept yourself, Despite your imperfections, it helps you and it helps others to do the same. Right. Right. And so it helps that, you do the same for others. Yeah. And, others and it's, 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 it's vice versa. Absolutely. So number three is create routines that center you, that mm-hmm. help you to check in and self-reflect. Uh, so some examples of this may be meditation. That could be reading your Bible or worship, or it could just be breathing, doing some breathing yes. exercises for 10 minutes. Um, I love doing that, just taking a pause to breathe for yes. about 10 minutes, and it helps. Um, maybe you like to dance. Maybe you like to write, like my husband. I, and I, I used to write. I'm going to get back into it. But <laughs> writing music. Music, writing stories, poems, whatever. Um, maybe it's drawing or coloring. I literally have a coloring app on my iPad yes. where I color by number. And my husband is like, you just tip tapping at that iPad. What are you doing? But it relaxes me. It centers me. It doesn't me. relax me, but it's okay. It's about her. You have to put some it's headphones self. on. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so that's my thing. I usually try to do it while he's watching basketball or something. So he's distracted and not listening. But sometimes you just got to take that moment for yourself. And that's something that centers me. It helps me to just woo Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. And I would say to continue, number three would be continue. Number four. Number four. We had number four. Number mm-hmm. four. <laughs> continue to reflect internally on where you are now. Mm-hmm. Like continue to have check-ins with yourself. Reality. Uh, reality, right? Yeah. So real. it's like starting with mentally, mm-hmm. right? Uh, spiritually, physically, emotionally, socially, right? Like mm-hmm. mentally, are you growing? Are you learning, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, physically, are you growing or connecting within? with yourself like what are you doing are you taking walks uh, are you allowing yourself to process certain things correctly physically what does your body need yeah <laughs> sometimes your body doesn't need that that meal right. <laughs> that pizza or that donut or whatever it may right. be or maybe it needs it needs a walk I'm or, guilty. you know i've been there as well and i'm, I'm still there like yeah. maybe you need to have a routine workout mm-hmm. um or hangout like yeah. i love to play basketball because it doesn't feel like i'm working out but i'm hanging out with my guys so it actually mm-hmm. helps me mentally and physically yeah um emotionally do you feel balanced or stuck on one emotion all the time. Mm. You're just always on edge. You're just always anxious, right? Or you're just always somber. You don't feel enthused to do Mm -hmm. anything. Um, You need to figure that out and put yourself in a position uh, to be able to be challenged emotionally as well. Uh, Socially, how are you connecting with others in your life? Like, Mm -hmm. are you in a small group? Do you have a life group? Do you have a social group? Mm -hmm. Something where you can be able to ping pong off others and have community that would challenge you and help you to reflect internally and not just be about yourself, right? That's that iron sharpening iron. Yeah, I love that. That that coloring, that uh, that crayon being sharpened. (laughs) No, seriously. So the last one, uh, number five, is develop 
practice of gratitude and self-appreciation. I love that one. Yeah. This helps you to notice when wholeness shows up and Mm -hmm. it's already inside of you. Like we said, you just have to unlock it. This helps you to unlock it when you develop a practice of gratitude for, you know, whatever you're going through, finding ways to find something to be grateful about and practicing self-appreciation for things that you need to appreciate about yourself before someone else Mm -hmm. even appreciates it about you that's how you get to wholeness yeah you're the key to unlocking your wholeness Absolutely. you are not yes. anybody else anybody else can help mm-hmm. but you start the initial key absolutely so yes i hope that you guys were able to be helped <laughs> with something uh, that we were able to say today something we yes. discussed hopefully this will help you in your journey to wholeness and if so feel free to share this whether on youtube or whether you share the audio from whatever podcast platform you're listening to go ahead and hit the subscribe button yeah, please and do that. yeah share this because some people have not heard things like this and they need to hear to be free from the brokenness that's trying to hold them back yeah and we want to give this to anyone as a resource so yeah, yeah. so this is free and mm-hmm. always ask that you share it so yeah. we appreciate that and it just helps us to be better as a people absolutely and if you have any questions for us or you want to be featured on the podcast we have a link in our show notes that you can go ahead and click and literally access any question um and maybe we may feature you on the podcast yeah, come be our special guest yes. with a question we want to feature you so <laughs> please access a question and maybe we'll build a whole podcast around it you never know seriously so be sure to subscribe on youtube or wherever you listen to podcasts yes. and follow us on our IG page. We just started yes. at Stevon and Britt. That's two E's, two V's, two T's. You're like, what are you <laughs> oh talking my about? Gosh. It'll be on the screen as well. Yeah. Um, but we want to thank you again. If for you're listening us. though, and you're not watching, you can click the link to our yeah, Instagram yeah. down below in the show notes. Very easy. Go yes. ahead and do that. So you can be connected with us, but we want to thank you again for thank this time. Thank you guys so much for listening so much for watching until next time. Peace. Peace. Stay unfiltered. Thank <laughs> you.